recording now. All right. I think. <laughs> Everything's being a little weird. Okay. You know you have too many podcasts, and I'm about to do an introduction. I'm like, what's the name of this one again? What are we? <laughs> what are we are doing? We talking about. <laughs> I mean, I always have that moment for sure. But uh, this is an episode of Offscreen Death, Mike, and this is another one of your famed uh, quote-unquote new releases mm. that we're going to talk about. I think we're done with this. Um, <laughs> because Mike I, has I, had it. Well, I'll just tell you, the, uh, the moving the needle as far as listeners, mm, there's not so none, much. <laughs> uh, doesn't matter. So um, I end up just forgetting what we're talking about. As far as the new release, uh, I seem to remember the old ones probably because I have access to mm-hmm. them when we talk about it and I can yes. just go ahead and watch at my leisure. But the new releases, I'm like, what was it again? What was this week? What's uh, the name of it? When, yeah. Were we recording this one before or after the older release? Like, what is the Too flow for this? <laughs> yeah. So, how do you uh, think I feel? I'm older than you. <laughs> dead, nearly dead, probably. Yeah, also true. Yes, but you know, if you love our new release episodes, uh, this is your last hurrah. Maybe this might be the last maybe. time you get to enjoy this. Uh, so we're going to be talking about a quote unquote new release that's just been dumped on Hulu. Um, Look, false it, positive. It's new to you, if you're listening, I'm sure. Yes, I don't. Yes, did this. Was there a tremor in the force at all on film Twitter about this one or no? There was like, it's funny because there was like, you know, one day where people were like, false positive sucks. And then I completely forgot about it. And then Mike was like, we're going to watch false positive. I was like, oh yeah, that movie that sucks. Okay, we're going to watch 48% that. 48% on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, wow. I I was uh, totally out of the uh, the loop on this one. All I heard going into it. I think I, I scrolled past one of those clickbaity articles that said false positive is more than just a remake of Rosemary's Baby. Is it? So, you two need a little help. I will give you the best possible chance of getting pregnant. How does that sound? That sounds great. Am I going to be one of those women who has it all? My career, or my kids, my old man by my side? Honey, you are one hundred percent pregnant. <laughs> Welcome to the family. How are you? A little crazy. I am seeing things. Honey, me too. I'm having the wildest mommy brain lately. I don't I don't think it's mommy brain. I think Dr. Kendall did something. I think they're in on it. In on what? Dr. Kendall gives me a bad feeling. I want to see someone more natural. There's a lot of voodoo out there. We just want to make sure that you get the best possible care. Confront whatever it is that's blocking you from you. I'm not crazy. They're trying to make me think I'm crazy. Doing great, Lucy. Just push. This pregnancy shit is no joke, right? 
Yeah. Okay, it's really scary. And I thought, <laughs> well, I certainly hope so, because I don't think that, first off, they have the IP to where they can say, hey, a new twist on Rosemary's Baby. <laughs> so if that's what they're hoping for, for people to gather, uh, probably a reason why it's dumped on Hulu, as you said. I don't even know the production history of I mean, this. I know it's from A24. This has got to be, like, uh, in recent memory, one of the worst A24 movies. These are movies that, like... Whether you like them or not, like get good publicity. Mm. So it's pretty, uh, it's pretty suspicious that this one was just like, yeah, just throw it on Hulu. Uh, let's not talk about this world ever premiere again. at Tribeca, uh, June eighteenth, twenty twenty one, released on Hulu a week later. <laughs> yeah, they weren't like, hold, this is not, uh, this is this is not a Oscar winning dump, right? This is. Oh, I didn't even realize uh, that joke works on a couple different levels uh, for Francis McDormand. Uh, this is not that. Ugh. So <laughs> it's better than that. I'll say. I'll, I'll say that much. There is a riveting uh, blowjob sequence, which uh, spoiler alert, I guess, is fantasy. I don't know. I I wanted Ooh, them. No. Oh Lord! I wanted them to play all of this completely straight, and by yeah. completely straight, I mean. Not at all. I wanted to, I, like, anytime there's a sex scene, I'm like, that better be real. And then when you yeah. take that away from me, ah. terrible. <laughs> yeah. What's so, this movie about? Maybe we should fill people in. <laughs> this this is not just Black a, Widow. It's just a remake of Rosemary's Baby. I guess. I, mean, I, think I don't we, know. It kind of is. Like, so it's tough when a movie plays on the idea of a much better movie. Um, you're you're going to dangerous territory. Like I think Rosemary's Baby is great. Um, so watching this is like watching, you know, watching community theater actors try and do the Royal Shakespeare Company. Like that's that's what this feels like. And I think anytime you cast Justin Thoreau in a movie, like somebody just let this guy play a good guy because mm. every time he's in a movie, I'm like, okay, so when's the turn? Like, as soon as he shows up on screen, I'm like, he's a bad guy. He's a real problem like, with the ladies. Uh, he does. Domestic uh, abuse of some fashion. And this one, yeah, it's a little more... I don't know. I don't know if we're getting into, like, supernatural territory here or not. I No, just gross dudes, I think. I yeah. think it's just creeps. Like, that's... <laughs> I like and Pierce I think... Brosnan as a creep, though. He's a great creep. I actually think Pierce Brosnan is the best part of this movie, and it's not even close. Because he knows this movie is stupid. Um, and he's just diving into it, man. He's just like, I mean, he's he's got everything except like a forked beard like to represent Satan. Like, he is so mm -hmm. close to going full on into this. Um, and he's also, he's Pierce Brosnan, so he's very charming. Like, even when he's very clearly a villain through the entire movie, um, I, don't, I can't imagine being fooled by the quote-unquote twist. Of this movie, it's pretty, it's pretty like flat out there. Like, okay, this is what's going on. I here. mean, does Rosemary's Baby have a twist or just a confirmation of our worst fears? Well, I think it's, I think it's more of a confirmation, but it's a confirmation not only of our worst fears, but of things that when you when you say out loud, you're like, oh, that can't possibly be true. That is so outlandish. And when it happens, the pieces all fall together. Whereas this, I mean, this feels like more like ripped from the headline stuff. Like there have been cases of fertility doctors inseminating women, you know, incorrectly. So this is not something that's like, oh my God, so outlandish. It's not 
I mean, spoiler alert, it's not the birth of the Antichrist. Like, that's not what this movie is about. And I guess spoiler for Rosemary's Baby, too. But so I just knocked them both out. Way to go, Dave. Shot. Way to go. <laughs> Look, if you haven't seen Rosemary's Baby yet, that's on you. That's not on me. So you should watch that instead of this. Spoiled <laughs> by Cinemania, I think, on CD-ROM for Rosemary's Baby. Oh, because you wow. Could, you could click around <laughs> on the, uh, you know, the original Wikipedia, or I guess IMDb for... Uh, that era and uh like hey there's a sound file for this movie and the sound clip was uh satan is his father and i'm like oh cool oh well well that's the end of that thank you for that (laughs) i guess i'll just read the very thorough review uh here i i'm liking the rotten tomatoes page for this not only is it 48 percent and uh i don't think i disliked it that much it was uh actually i say that and i'm like let's make it 50 (laughs) i don't know where it is because i just i watched it and i was like huh all right, and then yeah, I can't imagine having a strong reaction. To this I did movie. not. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's really nothing to it. The All picture, though, is... the picture for Rotten Tomatoes is Gretchen Mall, like deep throating the uh, device uh, <laughs> in the doctor's sequence. office. What and I'm is like, that's happening? that's what Rotten Tomatoes chose to to put up there as the the still image. Uh, but audiences did not. Uh, reciprocate the love if you want to call it that 14 percent from the audience score Ooh, 14 mm. that's rough mm. yeah i also kept thinking as i watched this like i like ilana glazer a lot especially in broad city um and her playing this like very serious like it just uh, i just kept waiting for her to crack more jokes and that's you know like that comes from seeing her and other things um and she very clearly maybe is trying to like shed that idea because this is very melodramatic um and did did anything her character did like work for you did she like draw you in as an actual human character is it or did it just feel like going through the motions i actually think you start to root against her in some way and i don't know why because everyone else is a fucking creep but uh she is, is this so... because you hate babies mike is this well like... i'm like yeah you, you know you get what you pay for i guess uh, <laughs> that's right you that's got right. a strange creature no matter what crawling around inside you that you're responsible for. I, I had the same, uh, I guess the same reaction as you, except I kept thinking, is that one of the ladies from that, uh, comedy central show? And I, like, it was so, I kept like, I, yep. I didn't want to reach for the phone. Uh, cause I was, I guess, trying to, uh, give the film the benefit of the doubt of like, well, you know, maybe it's going to go that direction. Maybe it's going to go. And uh, if only the image that uh, rotten tomatoes is leading with would, would, <laughs> send a signal to me that's like oh it just goes batshit insane and you can kind of laugh at this but they are they like afraid because that happens like for like say the last five minutes where it just goes off the wall it is such a strange decision like that last i would say 15 minutes it's just like what what movie did this turn into like there's no there's no movement towards it it just kind of happens and like honestly i just kept thinking like can we have a Pierce Brosnan and Gretchen Maul movie? Like, that would be a lot more interesting than what we're, what's going on here. Because they were clearly up to some shenanigans. Uh, so are you agreeing with than... me that you're rooting against our uh, heroine here? She's so I bland. I mean, so uninteresting. She, well, that's the thing. is I don't know that I could go as far as rooting against. Because like the rest of this movie about her story, like, I feel nothing. Like, I'm just like... Okay, whether she has this kid or not, like, I don't really care. And that, to me, tells me the movie is kind of a failure. Because you should be rooting for this woman who's trying so hard to get pregnant and uh, believes that, like, this will fulfill her in a way that her life doesn't. And this is what she really wants. And she finally gets it. And that should be great. Um, And then some weird stuff happens and you feel bad about it. But, like, the whole movie, I'm just like, 
So that is a thing that happened in this movie. Is it over yet? Like it's it was it was kind of a rough sit. Like and it's strange because it's a movie that's pretty dramatic. Like it's pretty over the top. So even on an entertainment level, I felt like I should have been more into it. And I just, I just couldn't get there. And maybe that's her performance. Maybe that's the way her character is written. But there's not much really for us to grab onto. Here's a non-splat. Uh, and from a B-minus <laughs> score from the AV Club, Katie Reif says, The apparent desire by the core creative team to break from their wilder, messier material, material mm-hmm. by giving false positive an A24 gloss and a steely dead ringer spine is understandable. But for a movie with this much blood, it doesn't leave much of a stain. That was a positive review. Ouch. Ouch. Sounds... That feels more like a C or a C minus than a B. There's like, um, Katie was being real generous there on that one. There's some um, parental like disappointment in that positive review. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, I see why you did that, but no, big mistake. Like, that's not, yeah. Yeah, I just, I really struggled with this movie because, like, for a movie that is as over the top as it is, it does strangely feel very bland. And I do really think it's because we're following the character of Lucy aside from literally any other character. Like, the other characters, like, are all, because they're crazy messy, there's a lot more there going on that you're like, what is happening with this guy or this girl? But with Lucy, she's just essentially, she's an audience surrogate in a lot of ways and we're just kind of following her waiting for something to happen and i i admire the the way a movie like rosemary's baby like dives into like the crazy and makes it real as opposed to like you know pretty clearly i think in this movie showing that she is losing it at certain points and certain stuff isn't real are you as tired of uh gaslit women in film as i am at this point especially in this this genre It's, yeah, I mean, it's one of those, like, I feel bad saying it, but it's one of those things where it's like, there are so many stories of this um, throughout cinema history that have been done really, really well, that like this comes up and it's hard not to compare it to these kind of titans of storytelling. And you're just like, yeah, this is fine, I guess. Like, uh." and you know, it's, it's one of those things that becomes kind of sad to watch. Because like, oh, we're still telling this story? Like this is still this is still a thing that we are dealing with. And a lot of that has to do with how our culture treats women. Um but I'm watching this, this going like Explain. Yeah, I know. It's I will not. <laughs> I refuse. I will not mansplain women's troubles to you, Michael. Come on. That will not be it's happening. Just two dudes talking no, on a podcast here. No one else is listening. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> but okay, so uh not entirely the same thing, but uh, the Lifetime series that ended up becoming, uh, I guess, a hit for a very brief window on Netflix, You, that got picked up by Netflix because a lot of people clicked on it. Oh, I didn't know that was a Lifetime thing. but that The makes first sense. season was, no one watched uh-huh. it, and then it appeared on Netflix, and people were like, hey, another Netflix original. This is great. This is great. And if I was I'm an executive <laughs> at Lifetime, I would want to kill everyone because yep. they love it. And so I don't know if it's, I mean, Netflix cancels things uh, left and right. So I have no idea if it's still running or coming back. I think it is. I think they just did a third season, I think. Yeah, it's and still around. I wouldn't say that it's, you know, a stalker movie is, or in that case, a stalker series is wholly original. 
But I'm trying to think of a Rosemary's Baby where we see it completely from the villain's point of view. Yeah. And it's just yeah. like, all right, uh, like I would, I would love, as you mentioned, Gretchen Maul as uh, the personal personal assistant to Satan, I guess. Um, <laughs> to see her day to day like yeah, keeping all the, all the puppets on the string and making sure that you know the 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 checks are in the mail whatever they have to do would kind of i mean it would lean more dark comedy right but i kept bracing for this to to sprint in that direction and it's not it totally feels like fault. it should be a dark comedy right like yeah i don't think it's just the fact that we have a you know decently popular like comedian or someone who's known for comedic performance in the lead role it's just it's an absurd situation as you're saying yes. on a very real event and yet it seems kind of like it's shaming itself for its its own absurdity and it's like well you you presented this like just right. go on it, let's go it's it, on hulu it's, do whatever it's so you want strange because it comes off as like weirdly pedestrian like as you watch this you're like oh well that's the next thing that happens but it's like no look at what is happening though like this is fucking crazy and we should be talking about how crazy this is and instead we have like no reaction to it because none of our characters do. I think, like, really one of the only other positive things is it was just nice to see Gretchen Maul again. I don't think I've seen her in anything since Rounders. Like, I, it's like, it's been a while, mm. man. Like, and she is well, clearly having a great time in this movie. Like, um, I, would, I would only correct you. And I was like, yeah, maybe you're right. Manchester by the Sea is the oh, uh, that's right. born that's again, right. Uh, yes. you know, absentee uh, parent. And I guess she was in Boardwalk Empire, which I still have to catch up on. Uh, eh, that's... do you i don't know oh mike mike <laughs> it's like the first like pseudo negative thing i have ever heard about boardwalk empire i mean i watched Not the first me. couple seasons it's just it's forgettable prestige television i mm. guess um mm-hmm. wasn't there a, there i felt like there was a scorsese directed pilot about like the 70s rock era that got canceled after one season that was, was it an, final yeah yeah everyone was fucking pumped for the uh, two-hour pilot and then you know it just died just went away like everything else <laughs> what i'm saying is boardwalk empire is um i guess it's scorsese right didn't he is that another one of his pilots i know he probably had fuck all to do with anything I, else i think so yeah i mean it's one of those where he just like put a put his one episode in and then it was like i'm good i'm gonna walk away. i'm gonna say it's his false positive so if you want more of that dave over four okay. seasons Oof. go ahead Mm, I don't know about that. Now I don't want to watch it. Yeah, well done, just Mike. Don't. Well yeah, done. that's a also, win for me today. Also, don't watch this. It's bad. I uh, let me just look up uh, one thing because uh, what I like to do, and I usually do it in the show notes, but I feel like it's apt in this conversation uh, for you know you <laughs> really. I, I feel like you're doing this film too much credit by comparing it so much to Rosemary's Baby. Uh, what it could, wishes, yes. What could we have watched? <laughs> well, the only wide theatrical release was uh, the new Fast and the Furious movie, the ninth one. And I still haven't seen it. I still haven't swiped my Regal Unlimited card for that. Have you seen Has, that uh, one? I have, yes. Is good? Uh, I mean... No, no. No, all right. Nope, sure isn't. Even uh, in the Fast and the Furious, uh, you know universe not so much this is bad for oh it's pretty it's pretty weak within Uh, that okay yeah yeah i mean for me not to get too much into it but that those movies have gone so far off the rails that it's like hard to even get excited about the big action listen to us talk out of both sides of our mouths we're like false positive not crazy enough fast and furious (laughs) play it straight come on there's a limit there's a limit like zola also came out right that was the other release i saw that that. one yeah that was probably the best of these three that's 
I, you know, I, I felt like fake praise, maybe. But I felt like Zola and False Positive are closer than what uh, mm. um, is being sold to us. This is, you know, Hill of Beans. Zola is the very premise of it is uh, listen to the craziest fucking story you've ever heard. But and that may work on Twitter. I never read the yeah. like you know tweet storm or whatever. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. But then you put it in a movie, and it's like, well, I've seen a lot of fucking crazy movies, and right. uh, right. one of them involves Pierce Brosnan, um, just handing out sperm left and right to anyone who wants it. And I'm like, <laughs> where's that? That sounds like a crazy and lovely world. But Zola is about a woman who is a sex worker uh, that may not be trustworthy. You blew I my did. fucking mind again, Twitter. I, I Jesus. was I was watching that hoping it would get crazier, but I still think the ride is a lot more enjoyable than this movie. Like I, I still had a much better time watching that than I did. It is um it is more assured as far as uh what its what its aims are, but yes. I would say I would say both suffer from the setup and then pulling back. And apparently it was Zola in particular, the, uh, I guess the actual Twitter thread, they left out some stuff that doesn't paint the author in the best mm. light and sort that of makes her sense. mocking. And she was a producer the of this movie. So it makes sense. Yeah. Are you cleaning up your own tweets as far as like yeah, you're you laughing your ass off <laughs> on at these people. And then the movie you're like, I, I can't believe, you know, this is what this, this young woman needs to be set straight. Like, shut up, just shut up. <laughs> um, more cousin Greg, please. Uh, yes, uh, America the Motion Picture on Netflix. I don't know what that is. Looks like it's an animated movie, I think. Fuck yeah. it. Um, and let's see, The Ice Road, Liam Neeson on Netflix. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, that I wouldn't... just needs to stop making the same movie. I'm, Didn't he I'm do good. one in the snow already? He did the remake? Yes. Yeah. Uh, the, re- the Swedish film? Yeah. The, uh, what is it? Order of Disappearance, I think. I think that was the original. Yeah, uh, that I'm was sure the good one. Was like, that was really good. You know, The Ice killer or something like that starring yeah, Liam Neeson. Exactly. Um, Not the snowman. That's different, but yeah. <laughs> I don't know if we really fucked up too much on this one. Even Zola yeah. came out, <clears throat> technically, Dave, the week after. So we're, mm, you know, sure, we can't keep sure. this heads or tails. I mean, where are we at? So there was a Soderbergh movie, but that will be... That's what we should have. That's what we should That'll have. be on the next and perhaps final opening weekend wasted. Okay. And I have not watched The Tomorrow War yet. You have. Because you showed up today to record on it, and I'm like, I yep. forgot it existed. <laughs> uh, I did watch the Soderbergh thing, so I'm gonna say that I'm probably already wrong because I made a point to watch the Soderbergh movie day one. And one of the Chris's and his sci-fi Amazon thing, it's you know, it's still there. It's still That's square. Fair. Okay, That's fair. Yeah, uh, yeah. This uh, this was really boring. <laughs> it was. It was tedious. I think that's the best way. It's I the most boring movie. Spoiler describe. alert: that ends. Uh, with like a, a very erect nipple. Ugh, How do you do scene, that? How do you do that it? Whole, I don't know, man. I don't know. They they did the impossible in the worst way possible. Thank you for listening to uh, Off Screen Death. <laughs> right. Oh man! All of my emotions feel the same. Feel the same. If you don't like where this is going, look away. Look away.
two gentlemen from that world. That's, that's always a fascinating world, very pastoral and yet uh, quite dangerous. Uh, in this particular case, I did meet with a gynecologist just to talk about uh, <clears throat> the, the obvious, being a gynecologist, and uh, how, to, how to use the, the instruments uh, when, when they make you know, the, the investigations.